What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, sorry we didn't have an episode last week. COVID-19 strikes again. What can you say? It happens. Uh, but we have a phenomenal episode to follow up with last episode. This is Derek. Derek is the owner of Mother Clucker, which is a really good, phenomenal chicken place. Uh, fried chicken, Nashville fried chicken, to be exact, here in Kansas City. Um, you guys have heard me on the podcast talk about Parlor before. It's that food hall in the Crossroads District. And uh, his, his restaurant's in there. It's, it's, uh, if you've been there, you know it. Uh, this is a pretty Kansas City-centric episode. However, if you're listening or watching this and you're not from Kansas City, it's still going to be a good episode. We don't all talk about Kansas City. We talk about other stuff, too. And hopefully this will make you want to come out and visit. Like, I don't know if you're supposed to or allowed to say that during the pandemic, but come visit Kansas City. We're open. We're open for business. Like, for real. Like, you can go to any of these, most of these bars and restaurants. You wear your mask for like 15, 30 seconds, whatever it takes to walk from the front door to your seat and then take it off and it's like normal. And you're supporting these people right now. Like, during COVID right now, clearly businesses, small businesses and especially restaurants are getting hard. And I think we just need to support them in any way we can. We get into that a little bit in the podcast. A whole bunch more. He was a Marine. He studied at the Culinary Institute of America. He's worked in uh, Michelin-rated restaurants or whatever you call those. Amazing dude. This was a great time. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Give him a follow on Instagram at DuffelBagChef. Give me a follow on Instagram at NeanderTalkPod. And uh, if you don't mind hitting that subscribe button and uh just start downloading and watching these uh episodes thank you guys for the support thank you uh just thank you that's it let's start this bad boy welcome to the inner talk podcast we'll no topic is off now here's your host my daddy and boy the soul thank you for coming to the inner We'll start in three, two, one. Boom, shellac, boom. I haven't said that in a while. Welcome back to Neanderthal Podcast, everybody. We've got Derek, I don't know his last name, Mother Clucker in the house. Uh, Derek Foster. Derek Foster owns, uh, well, I'll, I'll do like an intro and tell you, tell everybody who you are and everything. But yeah, so you own Mother Clucker, the chicken place and parlor. Yes, sir. I love parlor. It's a good, it's a great concept. But before we were talking about that, we were talking about Strange Music needs to fix their t-shirt game up. <laughs> Clothing line. Shots fired. It's true. No, I love, I love, you know, I think you probably already, you've been hanging out with me for about 30 minutes now. You've, I'm hoping you've gathered that I like support local. Yes, you do. So I'm not talking shit no. too hard on Strange, but no. I, I want them to say... I want them to be better. Yeah. I just want their t-shirts to be better. Yeah. I got some of their sheet it's, t-shirts. and It's constructive criticism. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just the designs are dope. Yeah. It's just the t-shirt fabric. They're just like crappy. Yeah. And they don't fit and feel no, good. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't, you're into the hip hop, local hip hop scene a little bit, like listening, like you like follow it and like it. Um, yeah, I've been. You gotta, a, you gotta get on that mic. I've, you gotta I've, make I've, out with that thing. All right, let's do it. Uh, I've been a big hip hop fan since I was a, a little guy. Uh, you know, How old are you? I'm 34. Okay. Yeah. So who did you grow up? Like who's your genre? 
Um, so I'm a big Lil Wayne. Uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Maybe his earlier stuff okay. before he like really, really blo- uh, broke out. But you know, listening to like Juvenile, uh, nice. B- Big L, okay. Wu Tang, The Diplomats. You know, I can't go wrong with those guys. Okay. Uh, even some <coughs> of earlier Tech Nine stuff. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're super local. You're way more in the local scene than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> like you came in here and you poured you a little bit of this Jay Rieger whiskey, and you're like, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan, maybe uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I met him, uh, I'd say 10, 11 years ago um, mm-hmm. when I was working at the Rieger. He owns Manifesto, and Manifesto is one of the first speakeasies in Kansas City. He was one of the first people to actually be doing like legit uh, speakeasy style craft cocktails. And when I'd finish my shift up, upstairs at the Rieger I'd, I'd always go down there and, and help those guys out and talk to them and pick their brain and learned about the whole craft cocktail scene and stuff like that and uh, what is this <clears throat> like how would you define a speakeasy like I don't know exactly so, like, I, every, I know it, what it is but I don't know what it is have you ever been to Swordfish Tom's I don't even know what that is. Oh, see, that's a speakeasy. You don't <laughs> see, know what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cool. I'm not yeah, hip. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not plugged in so, like that. I wish I knew these little spots. The only place so, I knew was like the Tiki Hop, the Tiki so, Cat or whatever. And see, I haven't been there yet either, but I've heard great things about it. Uh, my buddy Jonathan Bush, I believe, was involved with that as well. Uh, I, I, went, I went to middle school with that guy. Damn. Um, but uh, a speakeasy is a, a perfect example of a good speakeasy in kansas city uh besides manifesto another one would be swordfish toms swordfish toms is in the middle of nowhere downtown in the crossroads uh i took my uh mother and father-in-law there when they're in town and they're like hey hey, is something shady going on or what what's about to happen because it's in an alley and if you're going there, you know, uh, like 11 midnight, it's it's a little sketch. Sure. The 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 sign on the wall is like the size <clears throat> of your pointer finger, so you, you you walk right by it basically, and it's in an old boiler room office building down there. Uh, the guy lets you we in. We probably shouldn't say too much about it, should we? Well, I won't go past a certain part. <laughs> so once once you go down there, you go down these steps, and when you get in there, uh, there's a room like this uh with i think there's like 12 chairs and then there's an old lantern uh lamp on the wall and when the light turns green that's when they let people out and they let people in when it's red you gotta sit out there and wait your turn then when you get in there whoa it's cash only uh and they have a seasonal menu it's probably like five or six drinks and they do it really really well and then you guys you can tell the guy like or gal like uh i like lemon i like bitters i like whiskey and they'll just do something on the fly and it's it's always it's always good and then uh you're blowing my mind right now (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a it's it's a sick spot uh i always take you know business business meeting people down there and uh people i'm trying to to reel in or impress i always take them down there it's a good time and before that, we'll usually start out at uh, the Green Lady Lounge. I love that place. Uh, it's probably, God, would uh, please be- open back up. <laughs> please open back please. up. That oh, is, my uh, gosh. I mean, that's that's like. That's my spot. And oh. if somebody's like from out of town and they're like, hey, like, I want you to show me Kansas City. Uh, 
that's one of my favorite spots yeah, to take mine them too. because the the live jazz music, the dim lights, mm-hmm. the swankiness, like that's Kansas City. That's mm-hmm. like a perfect rendition mm-hmm. of Kansas City down there. Yep, the drinks are good there. The drinks are phenomenal. Everybody in there knows what they're doing too. It's it's great. So, uh, well, I uh, oh, I have damn you, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the. Uh, is it the Black Dolphin next door? Yeah, they're open right now. Okay, they're five dollar right cover now. charge. Five dollar cover charge. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there, but I heard it's the same owners. Uh, but I heard it's it's pretty much like the same thing. But I need to check that out too. But Green Lady Lounge is amazing. So the speakeasy, keep going. I'm, uh, yeah, Green Lady. Go uh, like so. So, uh, can anybody go there? Yeah, like, it, like you just yeah. have to know where it is, but you can just like it's not like uh, yeah anybody you kind of have to anybody can go there, but they don't uh, advertise it, they right? Don't talk about it, so it's kind of like okay, it's it's just kind of like is a that... small little niche, and usually a lot of the industry industry people know about it, and a lot of like the like super cool kids, uh, I guess yeah, cool, cool kids, kids. The cool yeah. kids, yeah, I'm not cool, yeah, but you are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be. <laughs> But uh, I'd say that's another one of my favorite bars in in Kansas City, and it uh, it reminds me a lot of, of like the the bars in in New York City and stuff like that. Um, there's tons of those out there. Um, speakeasies, I'd say, got pretty big in like the early 2000s. Okay, uh, that's really when it when it started taking off and. Uh, they're like legal, but they're like it's, it's like a throwback to when, it's, it, when like prohibition yeah, days. It's, it's, it kind of reminds you of prohibition. <clears throat> There's a really sick one. Oh, fuck, I forgot the name of it too in San Diego. And when I mean sick, it is sick. Like there's skulls. There's uh, bronze skulls just all the way around the building, and they have like these old like haunted house looking paintings above you that like switch around and stuff like that. Whoa. Yeah, and it's in the back of a burger joint, and you literally, wow, you literally like pull this. There's like twenty kegs on this wall, and you like slide this whole thing out, and oh, then wow. it's like a neon sign, and then you go in there and you see all these skulls. And, and my wife to this day says that some of the best cocktails she's ever had is from that place. Usually, when I go in there, I look for like the 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 high end bourbon like Pappy or Willet and Ooh, nice. instead of buying a bunch of cocktails I'm like let me get some of that rare stuff right right and let me, you know it's <clears throat> it's time <laughs> yeah um if you've been to Harry's Country Club mm-hmm. in the River Market they have a good uh, I think I think it's Sundays actually they have a forty percent off Harry Harry's their their whiskeys and then and the cabinet yeah Harry's is is a really good spot um. I love that place. Um, I like the whole uh, River Market area. It's really, yeah. it's really nice. Kansas City is amazing. I love the yeah. Kansas City. I just love Kansas City. Like the yeah, I love the River Market. I love the Crossroads. Um, so and you're at one of the dopest spots with Parlor. So Parler. your spots, you got the Mother Clucker. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Parlor is like this awesome double decker, like a two bar, double decker building, right? Yeah, two story building. Two story building. Like, eight restaurants in it there's seven restaurants currently there's there's only five right now they're 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 gonna put a couple more in there you know with covid and everything not everybody could could yeah that's um, it's it's one of the things i was really wanting to talk to you about is is curious about having you on for is is being in the restaurant business right now who's who's 
I think they're the businesses taking in this COVID shit the hardest. Yeah, it's I, you know small businesses, but you, I think business uh, restaurants are are the worst hit. It is, it is, and especially like, well, for us it was difficult because, and at the end of the day, it's not uh, anything towards towards parlor, but they had to shut everything down because the way everything was going they couldn't afford to stay open which obviously all of the other restaurants in there had to shut down we've we've been shut down for four months and that was that was brutal uh, yeah um, i mean yeah <laughs> i mean for restaurant but yeah. i mean yeah I don't, and profit aren't, margins aren't gigantic i no. can't imagine four months is no and uh another thing like i guess uh because of some of the <clears throat> the the violence going on downtown that gave parlor a hit too so people weren't wanting to travel down there for a little bit and then once that settled down then the pandemic hit and then it just you know but it's it's starting to pick pick back up yeah parlors just opened Um, up recently right a couple weeks ago but i i feel like people still don't want to go out you know (sighs) yeah it it seems that way and then you look on the news and states that were opening up earlier in states that were just like letting things loose, you know, there's like bigger increases and in everything going on right now too. So I think that scares people. Yeah. I, um, I've been go- ever since they, you know, we were locked down for a little bit and then they started opening things back up. Once they started opening stuff up, I've been going out every single weekend and bar hopping. Yeah. I took a train to St. Louis just to bar hop for a night. Why not? <laughs> and I still, and, and I, so I'm not worried about it. You know, if I get it, I get it. I'm healthy enough. I'll take my chances, yeah. whatever. I don't want to get it. It would suck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's not, there's not as many people going out. I mean, you go down there and it's, I mean, some nights it's just a ghost town. It's crazy going down to a city like Kansas City that's usually hustling and bustling during yeah. the right times. And now you go down there and it's just quiet. It's yeah. eerie. And I feel like before all this hit <clears throat> and... um it, I mean, if you really think about it, if, if you research around, there's a lot of bigger companies that moved to Kansas City because mm-hmm. they're big companies in San Francisco and L.A. are taking hits because of the amount of taxes that they're paying right. and how expensive it's getting in those places. So I, I know a few tech companies that, are, that have moved out here, and not only tech companies, but there's a lot of uh, celebrity chefs that are putting restaurants out here. And Kansas City... Uh, I felt like, and it still is, but it's just going to take a little more time now. I feel like uh, with with the Royal Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, with 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 the soccer team winning, the Sporting KC. And, yeah, and I with, wish that with, doesn't take a factor. They've been winning for years. <laughs> They've been winning since they got here. Yeah, and with KC doesn't care too much about that. I, mean, and, I guess it's getting bigger, but and, and with the Chiefs and <laughs> and everything else in the in the history of Kansas City and it being you know the heart of the United States and the mm-hmm. Midwest being in the Midwest. Uh, I, f- I feel like the economy uh, was booming before the pandemic, even stronger than it had been We've in been, a long yeah. time. And and if you look around, like they're building out so many places, there's so many commercial developments happening and whatnot. So I feel like Kansas City is a thriving place and still is. But like I said, now, like everything else, it's it's going to take a little more time. Yeah, I've been saying for a long time, Kansas City is just like this little secret hidden gem yes. in the United States. 100%. Like people don't think about it. No. And I loved the Royals. 
I love the Royals when they went to the uh, World Series the first year. Like when that buzz just started hitting. Yeah. The city was electric. It was yeah. amazing. We're we're on the national stage. People are yeah. talking. Like people everywhere. The whole country was rooting for the Royals. Yeah. And, Both times. Yeah. And you go to. Uh, I go to a restaurant in California. I'd see a kid in a, in a Royals hat. I'd be, oh wow! I'd be like, be like, you from Kansas City? No, I just like the hat and the team right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, get out of here, man. That's that's cool though. <laughs> because, like spread the name. Because even when we were losing in sports, uh, I was I never gave up on Kansas City sports ever. Hmm. I love. I've been going to the Royals games since the late '90s. Love them. Yes. But I've always gave up on them. <laughs> leave, leave, leave in the seventh inning. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know they're going to lose a hundred yeah. games in yeah. a season. Yeah, but I want to go out. I and it's I love I love going to the games so much. Like when they suck, it's fine because then you get tickets for super cheap. Yeah, you go out there, you sit in GA. Yeah. For a few hours, have some beers, hang yeah. out some friends, and you don't have to pay attention too much. You just have a good time. Yeah, it is a good time. And so that's I like that aspect. I like when the Royals suck. Yeah. But then when they're like when they were winning and it's on fire and there's that electricity in the city. Yeah. Like that was the first time Kansas City was alive. Like yeah. I mean alive, alive. 100%. Like I mean you're going out to the bars. I mean some of the players were buying drinks at like down yeah. Power and Light at, for a full bar. I mean it was yeah. just like the every you would drive and people were nicer. Yeah. Like people would cut you. Like you would cut someone off accidentally. Yeah. And, and instead of getting flipped off, you might just get like, all right, it's fine. Like, you wouldn't get people, like, everything yeah. was just more polite. It's like, yeah. all right, we're in the World Series. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the best way to explain it. But there was yeah. just this energy and buzz, and I loved it. Yeah. I think, and you know, I think it's going to spark up again, you know, like having Patty here. I mean, and he just purchased a, a part of the Royals, too, which is amazing. So I think there's going to be a big turnaround. We just picked up Bobby Witt. I mean, he was the number two prospect in the nation. Uh, Talking football here? No, baseball. Baseball, okay. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. He's oh boy, this is some real inside baseball here. He is going to be a stud. I mean, he's still he's still in the farm league, but okay. he is going to be a stud. Well, I hope we get there again. Yeah. But in the meantime, if we suck for a while, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go out to the park. It is when they when they let us. It is crazy though. We win the World Series and we lose every single person we had on the team. Every single person. <laughs> I know. I, that's why. I mean, back, the Royals were badass back in. When was it? We had like Jermaine Die and Mike Sweeney and and. Oh, that was. Uh, it was even before Granky. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little bit before that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Sweeney. Swe- I can't remember. But Jermaine Die was the one that I remember. Sweeney, no, no, yeah. no. It was no, in the two thousand, like, uh, like early early two thousands, yeah. yeah, early two thousands. And then they would have like a promising, awesome team with all these studs, yeah. and then they, they'd go to the Yankees, yeah, all Gary, the time. Gary Gaetti, right? Wasn't he one of them? I don't know if that one was. Yeah, Gary Gaetti was one of them. My brain's foggy. I've yeah, <laughs> forgotten so many things from then. <laughs> and now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what do you think? How is uh, do you think? Because you're obviously in the industry locally. How do you think the pandemic is going to affect local restaurants around here? I mean, are 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 we going to see a shit ton of them? I mean, disappear. Uh, it, it, it depends. I mean, <clears throat> uh, there was help with with the loans, um, but it's it's not enough. The PPP. Yeah, it's not it's not enough. They they give you what they they think you need, and 
you know, obviously there's more expenses to a restaurant than, but that's a loan. You got to pay it back and you got to pay it, you know, and you have to pay it back. So, I mean, at the end of the day, is it really helping you or is it putting you more in debt than you already are? (laughs) What's the interest rate? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I think that a lot of them are going to take a hit. It's, it's really, uh, people that are, uh, really into like supporting locals right now. Uh, the, uh, them donating to the different uh, uh, helping aids that, that, that have been provided, like some of the restaurant uh, donations and stuff like that. That'll help uh, just going and eating there to make sure that you give them their dollars so they stay in business is right. going to help too. Um, <clears throat> my, we've been doing the same thing. Even during the pandemic, like people that were still open, uh, like the Antler Room, like I made sure to eat there. Uh, I made sure to tell people to go to the Rieger because they were doing the Crossroads Community Kitchen. Uh, Even some of my employees were like, hey, like, uh, now that I'm not working for you, I can't really afford to to have dinner tonight. And I was like, dude, like, go to the Crossroads Kitchens. They're they're providing meals for everybody. So, and it's pay, pay as you can which was absolutely amazing. Um, what, I don't know what, I haven't heard about this. What is this? Uh, so the, so the Rieger, uh, uh, Ryan, maybe who owns, uh, the Jay Rieger whiskey co, um, hit where his speed, you know, they were one of the first places early on to do the hand sanitizer too. Yes, they were. Uh, shout out to them. Dang. Yes. Shout out to them. Um, so the restaurant above the speakeasy is the Rieger, which is where I worked at when I got out of the Marine Corps, um, Howard Hanna, who's the chef there, he started a community kitchen, uh, and it was for all the local people, um, whoever needed a meal could go there and, and pay as they could. And, uh, people were volunteering and working and people were donating food for, for everything. And it was, it was a huge movement. It was absolutely amazing to see that go down. Um, the, the way that you survive this is everybody has to help each other out. Okay. It's not every man for themselves. It can't be every man for themselves. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of restaurants have. Uh, <clears throat> but they're going to be out there. There's those guys that are going to be out there just for themselves, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, those those people don't tend to get that far. Okay. I mean, it's like anything else in life. You need support, right? Right. Uh, whether it's sports, family, business, it doesn't matter. You need support. So some of the bigger companies had backers which is a backbone of support because i'm sure there were those down times and those low times and if it wasn't for that the backers and the supporters they wouldn't be where they're at today okay so yeah the only way to survive is just coming together yeah it is honestly um and then like like the business is coming together helping out and then yeah the best way for civilian regular folk is just do you suggest DoorDash or is that not good because? So, so uh, here's my thing. I think that DoorDash and Grubhub are a great outlet for people to still get food, but I think they they rape the driver and I think that they rape the restaurant because they're taking 33% of the restaurant and then they tax the driver more than what they're making. Wow. So I knew uh, there were some... Yeah, some fudgy numbers. Yeah, going on, I mean, and, and, I, and I've heard the I different. Mean, yeah, I've heard. So, so like a, a mother clucker, our sandwich is like eleven dollars, right? So if 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 you're paying eleven dollars already for a sandwich, and we're doing that because we pay the parlor, we 
you know, there's all the taxes involved and whatnot. And plus that sandwich is huge. Um, but, uh, you pay $11 for a sandwich and then that goes out the door. Somebody ordered it on DoorDash. Uh, DoorDash is taking 33% of that $11 sale. On top of that, I got to pay the person that made the sandwich. On top of that, I got to pay Parler with what, what I owe them. And on top of that, DoorDash has to pay the driver. So at the end of the day... How much is that $11 sandwich? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Golly. So it's a, it's a good outlet, but uh, I'm... Uh, Thankfully, I was blessed to meet this guy. His name is Roman. Um, he started a company. Uh, I, 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 <clears throat> the name of it, I believe, is Ollie. Um, and what it is, is it is a third-party delivery system. And he was the creator of uh, Amazon Now. Um, so he, he knows what he's doing. Um, and he started a third party business that charges the restaurant two fifty a month. And then he creates a specific app for your restaurant. And then you can, if you wanted a delivery, you could get a delivery from mother clucker through my app. Starting a business is you gotta be ready to take punches in the face yeah. and not only punches in the face, but you gotta be ready to get stabbed. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> because like hits hits just keep coming. But like, so so I do deliver through DoorDash and Grubhub in Kansas City, but we can't do it in Oklahoma because we don't want to confuse the brand. So the only way you can get Mother Clucker is if you go to Parlor or you order on our online uh, ordering right now. Mother Clucker, Did you play GTA? Uh, Grand I, Theft Auto. Yeah, I haven't played it since. That is Mother Clucker in there? <laughs> is that the name of the chicken place in there? I don't know. I would. I, I wouldn't. I haven't. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't played since the Miami Vice version. Even then, I think it. I because when I, I you know I've obviously been to Mother Clucker and the first time he's seeing, it, I was like, I is that the same? Is that then they use the D? Is this the GTA? That'd be something to look up. We can look it up at the break because I'm I'm kind of interested to know that. As okay, well. good. My wife actually thought of that name, um, and it turns out other people have had that name too. They got cease and desist, but and they cooperated. It's just this one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh. I, I like the name. It's, it's yeah, it's a perfect name. Yeah, it's a it's especially for a food hall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I think that eventually it could. Well, uh, we just became a national franchise. So before the pandemic hit, I just we just uh, attained our FDD, which is our federal uh, um, licensing to start selling mother cluckers. And then the pandemic hit, so I haven't. Oh no, I haven't sold any yet. Oh but man, we were talking. Oh. We were talking to some people. We're talking to to some people right now. Yeah, who's going to get into the restaurant business right now? Who's yeah. going to open a restaurant right now? Yeah, exactly. But again, like how we were talking about earlier, now is the time to capitalize because if you want to open up a restaurant, banks are handing out loans like candy. On top of that, commercial real estate is down thirty percent and nose diving. Okay, good and. and I'm, There's it, a spot in the crossroads I want. Just, I have a dream. I have a podcast studio dream. Now is the time, and and if people take advantage of this time, they're gonna be set when everything's back Bounces in motion. Back. They're gonna be more than set. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll they'll skyrocket. So I I'm really trying to take advantage of this situation right now, and we're 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 doing what we can. We're we're talking to certain people for. 
Um, and we're, we're trying to, to grow our business during this downtime right now. Okay. It's gotta be hard to sell restaurant stuff though right now, huh? It is. Um, I have a few people that we're talking to though, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to give up on it. I, I, oh yeah. I've, I've, it's just going to be postponed a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I eventually hope that we're a golden arch somewhere all, all across the United States. So that's. Look out Popeyes, look out churches, look out KFC. It's mother clucker in the house. Yes, sir. What do you think of fried chicken, fast food fried chicken, like those places? So I, um, that they've done a lot of innovating stuff for that industry. I mean, uh, they've developed certain things that hold the chicken so that it can, uh, stay crisp when people get it after it's been sitting for, you know, about 10 minutes and whatnot, uh, and keep it the proper temperature so that, uh, it's it's you know the proper temperature so you don't get sick or whatever and uh they've created like uh certain types of fryer technology for certain things like there's a lot that goes into it actually i'm Um, sure there is uh somebody just hit me up in uh kentucky i believe um and he owns a company that makes these commercial breaders so like your consistency is is never uh an issue because you know you hire people i hate to say it but some people don't fry the same chicken as the next person and i've seen it i've showed them i'm like hey you do it like this you do it like this it goes in the fryer and then they're doing other things and so i mean that would be nice to have that piece of equipment (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah for sure eliminate the human error yeah but they're still operating the machine which is cool so like there's there's uh, a lot that's gone into that and uh, some of that stuff got developed by the people that you know have been with churches and Popeyes and 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 whatnot. And I've I've learned that being being now a, a, a Nashville hot chicken owner. So, um, and uh, I think that Nashville hot chicken's a little more unique than just your average fried chicken. What's Nashville hot? I've heard of it. I've tried it at KFC. Well, you've had it at Mother Clucker. Oh, okay. That's Nashville hot chicken. Okay. What what heat level do you get? Uh, I was with my mom, and we really like spicy stuff. We got pretty hot, but not the hottest. Okay. And we wish we would have gotten hotter. Oh, okay. So you probably got Mother Clucker, which is like middle of the road. I, it was towards the top. How many levels are there? Six. It was probably four or five. Okay. We would have gone up there. Yeah. And I think we wish we would have gone hotter. It was good, but we were like, yeah, we could have gone hotter. Yeah. Well, I've even had people tell me like the mild stuff in the middle of the roads, like burning their face off. So. Yeah, see, spice it, is it, so difficult because yeah. everybody's so completely yeah. different. Yeah, I've even so completely different. I've even had a, a lady that came up to us when we first opened, and she's like, she's like, this chicken's too spicy for me to eat, and I'm like, well, it is Nashville hot chicken. I didn't say that to her, <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, it is Nashville hot chicken. So, <laughs> okay, you did order some hot chicken. <laughs> Sorry, lady. So, so Nashville hot chicken, uh, I fell in love with it. Um, when I was in, uh, I've been going to Nashville since I was a little guy, uh, with family and friends. I've always wanted to go. Like, I really want to go to Nashville. Oh, uh, it's, I really want to go. They call it Nash Vegas now. I don't know about now, but it's, right. But that, that place is, is popping. It's like, I mean, uh, just like you go to green lady lounge and there's two levels of jazz music going mm-hmm. on. There's like 20 levels in a building of, you know, crazy country music going on in each of the buildings it's not all country though right no they got like blues and stuff like okay. that too i'm not a country guy yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big country guy i can tell but uh 
But Nashville hot chicken is amazing because uh, it, it starts out with good fried chicken. So you have a good fried chicken recipe, but there's an extra step, which is uh, you take the oil that you fried it in and you add a bunch of cayenne and brown sugar and ghost pepper and stuff to the oil. And you kind of create like a, 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 th- a paste, a little bit thinner than a paste, like maybe a little thinner than pancake batter. Then you dip the chicken in there. You got all the spices and 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 the oil uh, dri- dripping and soaking onto the the chicken, and then on top of that, you take whatever heat level you want, and then you season it on top of the chicken. So you're getting not only fried chicken, but in a love bath, and then that extra fairy dust on top Dang. that just takes it to the next level. That's what that is. That's what that is. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Who came up with that? So Nashville. Uh, so so Nashville did. And long story short, I guess uh, the, the original lady that started Nashville Hot Chicken, uh, the, uh, the Prince's Hot Chicken, which is in Nashville, which is one of the m- more original spots, um, the the mom of the lady that owns it now i guess caught like her husband cheating on her or something like that and uh wanted to get back at him so when she made him fried chicken she made like the spiciest (laughs) like blow your ass out fried chicken ever and he loved it oh geez and they started the concept (laughs) so she was like oh my god you love my chicken it's all right that you banged my friend over here let's go into business and start nashville hot chicken (laughs) But that's something's left out there, but I like it. Yeah, something's left out. But uh but she was trying to get back at her husband and it turned out that he ended up liking the chicken and they just started the Nashville hot chicken business. So it's got a cool little history to it. Did he it. keep banging the broad on the side? You or? Know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um if you go out there, you can't go to the original princes because the original one burned down recently. Uh, but they have another location and that was the first place I ever tried hot chicken and it was just it was amazing Mm -hmm. it was just it was so good i fell in love with it right there and i uh being from kansas city and going to go chicken go a lot and then also taking a lot of trips to memphis and uh arkansas i'm very familiar with fried chicken and i love southern cooking uh i I lived in arkansas for part of my life and uh my children uh the, the the mom that took care of us she she made a really good southern fried chicken and biscuits and gravy and like the whole the whole thing and the best oh uh, uh, yeah and the I, best. and I, ever since then it's just been a flavor in the back of my mind and uh i mean i went to uh, a prestigious culinary school and all that and i worked in michelin restaurants and, and everything and did you know the whole flowers and purees and all the artsy looking plates and stuff but at the end of the day uh you want something homey and you want something delicious um so nashville hot chicken is wow is is the next best thing in my opinion what's your what would be or what's your favorite fast food chicken other than yours i know that's just fast food but you know i mean like uh, fried chicken joints yeah so i i go to around you know that people can get i I go i get gizzards and livers from go chicken go go chicken go i I was gonna ask you what you get from go chicken go okay that's the right answer that's the right answer (laughs) i when i go there i order the same thing every time it's a either a depending on how hungry i am a full order a half order of gizzards (laughs) with no roll and extra sauce hell yeah 
because because the, the sauce they give you is not enough. So if yep. you if you take out the roll, which I'm not knocking the roll, but I don't need to fill up on. I don't bread. want the roll. That's, that's a rookie the move. That's the rookie move. So you got to go there and get the extra sauce with the gizzards. Yeah, that's the best way to go. And uh, that's what I get here. And then uh, other other fried chicken. Uh, Gus's is good. Uh, they're 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 a franchise as well, but they're they're really good. Um, Rye has really good fried chicken. Um, what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> like you don't have to say anything that's gonna make you uncomfortable if it does, but like, what do you think of Strouds? Uh, I grew up on Strouds. So, yeah, you like it, but I'm not a fan of Strouds. Yeah, me neither. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of Strouds, and people can say what they want, but. I mean, their 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 fried chicken is not that good. It's not. But, Thank you. But, Nobody wants to admit that. And, Nobody will admit that and, to me. And when I was younger, uh, I don't even think I liked their fried chicken. And they serve canned green beans when it's green beans are really simple and easy to make. So I don't know why you're doing that. And if you really want to be a southern spot and be a true rendition, I'd rather go to Cracker Barrel than eat at Strouds, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Sure. So if you want to be like a real like Strouds could be good, but they need to be more southern and they need to really take it home and not try like uh, I'm a I'm a fast food spot, but it's my recipe and it, we do stuff from scratch. That and that's why our menu's very limited and there's not a lot on there because we're doing everything from scratch and we want to be able to serve people fast. Um, Strouds, I feel like, could be good if they stepped up their game and they actually got non-canned products in and stuff like that. They don't need to step up their game. They're, <laughs> they've been on the Food Network. Oh, yeah. Everybody's, Ooh. you know, enamored by them. Like, yeah. they're opening restaurants all over here. Like, yeah, but I don't even see them that busy anymore. And when I was younger, the only thing I looked forward to when I go there was their cinnamon rolls. Okay. The cinnamon rolls aren't aren't that bad when they're fresh. I, I like their uh, cottage fries and gravy. Yeah. That's what I get. But uh, last time I went there, I didn't even get the fried chicken. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> straight up, I got the, I got like uh, I got something. I got like either uh, country fried. I think I got country fried steak. Yeah, I love country fried mm -hmm. steak. Country fried steak's my jam. I was just um, as disappointed in that as I was their chicken. If, if you go to Nashville, <laughs> there's a place that wishes there's Stroud's wishes they were like this place uh, <laughs> it's called loveless cafe i've heard of that place oh man like inside and out that place is I, i'd say it's my favorite restaurant where is that at is it's in it's in uh nashville okay i've heard of it maybe um, on the food network or something maybe it's been they, somewhere. i think it's been on there they're famous for their biscuits and they're not like thick biscuits <clears throat> they're like soft like really pillowy biscuits and okay their homemade jams it's it, and then they got like a window so you could see them like making all their biscuits and stuff Oh, cool and they i forgot the number but it was like a ridiculous number but when you go in there you feel like you're at grandma's house and the way that the hospitality is just blows my mind like my motto for mother clucker i want to be the same hospitality i get when i walk into loveless cafe uh, and and I'm really gonna hone that into to us when we corporatize because I feel like a, a lot of businesses when they corporatize and people like talk shit on like McDonald's and Taco Bell blah 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 but they've got a really good system and it works 
and as far as consistency or as, as, as far as consistency right and and you can you can take a little bit of that and you can take a little bit from chick-fil-a and you could create something that is even better and that's what i'm trying to do okay so i'm taking bits and pieces from everything that i've learned and and, and researched and i'm trying to put it together in my own system and i want to create something like there's times where i've even gone to like raising can- like honestly i'm not a fan of raising canes i haven't had I, it. I, and people like people go, say it's crack chicken that people go through the roof for it and but i like their motto and i like what they do and i, I like how they represent the brand but i'm not a fan of the food i know my chicken's way better i'm not saying that to be cocky it just it just it is, is. what it is it just is what it is yeah. um and and i feel like if if they could do something then then i could do something so that's, that's what i'm going to try to do and there's not a uh, nashville hot chicken that is a franchise yet that is known like chick-fil-a or um raisin canes and i want to be the first person to do that there are some franchises that are like in a couple states but it's not like huge okay what's the biggest outside of kfc i mean they're obviously the king yeah i i would say uh how many herbs and spices do they use I would say churches, Popeyes, and then yeah. Chick Fil A, and then Raisin Cane. Oh, Chick Fil A! Chick Fil A is huge. Yeah, Chick Fil A is huge. Ugh, but again, I, I'm a fan. I would be open on Sundays. Overpriced. So, so and they, they, I don't think they're overpriced <clears throat> for the quality that you're getting. But again, I know I could do a better quality. Yeah. And but it's hard to scale like that and to keep really good quality. So I'm really, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And that's what I'm going to execute and do. Chicken. So you've done it all and you decided chicken because you just fell in love with it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love, I love barbecue too. I mean, I had a barbecue pop up that was also on the Food Network and Travel Channel and stuff like that. And I did it for a year in Santa Ana, California. And honestly, the only reason why I did it was because I missed Kansas City barbecue. Oh, wow. And I lived in California. I'm like, fuck, there's no good barbecue out here. So I'm going to do my own barbecue. And it ended up doing really well. And I, I had intentions on bringing it back to Kansas City because I'm from Kansas City. And it's Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> and people are always looking for new barbecue in Kansas oh, yeah. City. And if it's done really well, I know it'll do well. Um, but then the pandemic hit and my, my smoker's out in California in a storage unit right now. Oh, geez. So I need to go. And this get just came at a horrible time for you. Not that <laughs> there would have been a good time for it. No. <laughs> but Come back next week, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what, um, what are like, I don't know. What you, so you, I don't know. You're doing okay through the pandemic? Like you personally, yeah, like business-wise yeah, and everything, you seem to be fine, but. Yeah, well, people were asking us how they could, if I could like make it personally for them and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck, I can't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a family and stuff too, you know? So like, um, it, and I don't want to destroy my kitchen at my house. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's making like homemade baby food and all this and oh, that. Nice, and, yeah. I and I don't have the room for it. So I created uh, these these home kits. So um, none of my employees know my recipes, and I did it like that for a reason because I planned on it being bigger yeah, than, yeah. than what it is. So I actually get my recipe made on a larger scale. And since I do that, 
I was able to um, create these home kits for people and write the cooking instructions. Oh, cool. And then I created a, a UR code so you could click that and you could go to my YouTube channel and you can watch how to make the fried chicken. Wow. And we sold like 200 kits uh, during the pandemic, not even trying to push it. I think I posted it like a couple times and people were like, oh, I really want your chicken, so please let me get this kit. So we're, we did the kits now. and Genius. I, uh, I stopped doing the kits right when we started opening because I was doing it. We were doing it ourselves with like uh, um, packaging them and everything. Okay. And uh, I wanted to be part of the franchise. So uh, I have the same people that uh, make my recipe on a bulk scale, they're going to be putting them into like bottles and, and containers and packages so we can start actually selling our kits more regularly. And the, and then people come to your YouTube. Like, wow. What a genius idea. I love yeah. that. It's like a hello fresh, but, and I, I didn't think it was going to be a big hit. And it, I just did it for a couple of people that were like, really, they're like, dude, like I gotta have it. I'm going to crack chicken. I'm going <laughs> to kill somebody and get cabin fever. If I don't get this, and I was like, babe, let's, try these kits out and so we we did it and it worked out really well and i think that's another plus for people that are looking for uh franchises to buy and be like you can still make money on the side not just people coming in but packages going out the door too mm -hmm. so i think that's a good selling point for what comes in the package too. so uh it comes with um besides the instruction and old video and all that it comes with uh the breading the dry breading so your flour and mixture and whatnot and then it comes with the seasonings and then it comes with uh all the the seasonings that you need for the sauces um and it comes with your heat levels um and all you need is uh eggs bread if you want to make a sandwich um and oil to, to fry everything and then obviously buy your own chicken right and that's it how easy is it for just a regular dude, uh, woman, whatever that, that I, you know, I, average. Yeah, average. I'd say they could they could execute it. Uh, a lot of people sent me like their pictures and their videos, and they're like, "How's this look?" I was. They're like, "I still miss yours, but this is this is getting me by yeah, right now." Nice. Yeah. Dude, that's such a good idea. Yeah, I want one. <laughs> so uh, it was it was cool to see people actually like making that chicken in their house. And then posting it. And then, like, even uh, people that uh, followed us at Ember, <coughs> which was uh, Ember KC was the name of the barbecue spot. Oh, I like that name. Um, and there's there's a good little story behind that uh, for the name Ember. But uh, they, they, they were like, hey, you're doing these kits now. I'm not able to go to Kansas City, so I'd love to try it. And they were making it, and they're like, oh, yeah. Sweet. Like, dude, this shit's fire. And I was just like, dude, I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I I think I think that's that's a really good thing. And then, uh, like I said, like, when, when we scale out big, like, it'll be cool because people, like, let's say you're going out of town or you're going somewhere on vacation, you can take one of those kits with you and, you know, do, like, a family dinner with it, mm -hmm. which is really cool. I love it. Yeah. How many chickens, how much, you know, what will one meal – or one kit does like so one, one one person one, one meal. One kit does four to six people okay. uh, for the small kit, and the large kit does eight to ten people. And if you don't really like burn through the ingredients and you use it diligently, you can um, you can uh, 
you could get a couple of uses out of it or it's pretty uh generous yeah yeah how did you come up with the recipe just dicking around one day yeah and the concept and everything what made you want to just do the chicken i love it so much and i'm just this is what i'm going to do yeah i'm going to dive just, into yeah just, i mean i yeah i mean because like i said like uh after culinary school like if you would have told me in culinary school like I'm not going to be at like a prestigious like Michelin style restaurant the last, rest of my life. I would have said you're you're high. Like really? that's what I want to do. That's what you wanted. And like watching like, you know, James Beard awards and, you know, Michelin awards and like all these Netflix stuff like I and I worked at a couple of them too. Wow. Um cool. I mean, I've learned it and I've done it. And I did a lot of pop-ups in L.A., uh, like underground dinners and stuff like that, um, where I got to express a lot of that and did all the molecular and beautiful food stuff. And at the end of the day, um, it, it's cool, but I, I want something that really like brings it home, and the fried chicken brings it home. Wow! And the fact that Kansas City didn't have a Nashville hot chicken restaurant, I wanted to be the first one to do it. Not only did I want to be the first one to do it, but I wanted to be the first person to scale it into something bigger. So, so you went from the Marines, you said, yes, and then then into culinary school. I went from the Marines to the Rieger, which is downtown, oh, okay. downtown Kansas City, and I had never <coughs> uh, worked in a restaurant um, besides like I I I was working at uh, what was it DoubleTree. Because uh, I was going to the JUCO culinary program right out of... You've always been interested in cooking? Yeah. Okay. Um, right out of uh, the Marines. And I didn't... It was just, like, not the food I wanted to be doing. And I saw what the Rieger was doing. I went and applied. And they're like, usually we start people out, like, you know, from the from the bottom. But he put me, actually, as the fish and, uh, the fish and uh, pasta cook. And... That, even after that, like going to culinary school and then working at Michelin restaurants, that's the most hardcore cooking I've ever done. Wow. And the fact it's from Kansas City and I could say that is, is amazing. And what I mean by that is, uh, I mean, they do real cooking. Like I, I never broke down a rabbit before and I was breaking oh, down cool. rabbits. I was filleting fish <clears throat> and like we get like a huge shipment of fish in and I'm like, can someone show me how to how to do this oh, thing, wow, you, really? know, you know, and, and, and then, uh, I, I loved it and I'd get there at like, you know, noon and I wouldn't leave there till two in the morning or one in the morning. And, uh, it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a good time. And then, uh, Howard, who's the chef there one night <clears throat> we were talking and he's like, it's like, you're in the Marines, right? And I was like, yeah, he's like, why don't you go to the CIA where I graduated from? I was like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm going to I'm going to JUCO. Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, but uh, the CIA is way better. It's one of the it's the most prestigious culinary school in the world. I was like, I guess I just never uh, thought about leaving Kansas City like that. I just got back to Kansas City. Where is it? Um, it's in New York. They got okay. one in New York. They got one in California, and they got one in Singapore. Oh, neat. Um. And it is one. It looks like Hogwarts when you get there. It's like huge. All this magical stuff's happening. <laughs> um, but uh, he he wrote my LOI, and I took up his his word, and I researched it, and I applied, and I I got in, and 
then I graduated. How and, long is that school? Uh, so it's it's two years. Okay, um, but it uh, it's intense, and they don't let you miss like it's like the military. Like if you miss like some like a week in boot camp, they set you back. Like you gotta start all over. It's the same thing at that school. Um, if you miss a week or two, like they set you back. Like mm-hmm. you can't you can't miss it. I unfortunately, my wife even had to miss uh her grandpa's funeral because she would have had to start like this whole like, oh your wife's a chef as well yeah we met at that school oh cool yeah yeah, yeah. so she she would have had to and it's sad but she would have had to start over <sighs> um that's how intense it is because like wow. when you get there that they put you through like two weeks of like if you're focusing on fish you're focusing on fish they're you're tasting caviars you're learning the different shrimps learning the different sizes what comes in frozen what comes in fresh like just full-on detail you're breaking down big things of cod and salmon every day for those two weeks and breaking down um uh skate fish uh which is like a weird looking fish um with like scales on spikes on it that can fuck you up oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah So it was a it was a good experience, and then because I had already done the parlor or not the parlor, because I had already done the Marines, and because I had already like partied in Kansas City growing up, and we all know how that goes. Uh, yeah, um, I had already done the party scene. And I was a little older, so instead of partying with like the college kids on the weekends, I would take the train into the city, and I would work at one of the restaurants oh, down wow. in the city, one of the Michelin restaurants, every single weekend as soon as class let out. I was on on the train. I, I was I was working. Damn. And then I I'd, I'd stay the night with the sommelier that uh, that worked there, and then I I come back on the train and time for my class. Whoa, dude! What a life! <laughs> what a cool what a cool time that must have been. Was it yeah. fun? It was fun. You look back at it like that was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. I, I mean, you're cook. You're just nonstop cooking on the brain, food on the brain. Yeah. What are you eating? Yeah. Uh, All kinds of good shit. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean. I. Yeah. Everywhere. I was eating everything. Uh, a lot of good places to eat in New York City. I. I really miss New York. I wouldn't want to live there, but I miss the food scene. The food. Food scene is incredible. You can get any type of food you right. want any time of the day there. Yeah. It didn't matter if you were willing to travel. And it was, yeah. it, <laughs> you have to be there, right? Yeah. And it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, and, and working for those, those chefs, like, uh, I worked at Corton, which was on a Netflix series with Paul LeBron. And, um, uh, I learned a lot there and I, I saw so much. And again, like that's like crazy archy, like Michelin plated stuff, but, I learned a lot there and that, that taught me a lot of what I use today. And I apply that and all like, yeah, we're, we're fast casual, but I take everything that I learned from all these prestigious places and I still put it. And that's why people are like, you don't have a lot on your menu. I'm like, that's because I'm really like dialing it in. Okay. Oh, uh, at say like one of these Michelin restaurants, what's like a average bill for like one meal? Like, like, and are you getting full? Because I saw you always see these small little plates. I'm like, yeah, I would have to eat. Like, is this just like, yeah, decadence? And you're not, you know what I mean? Like, no. It, and it's funny, like, because my wife and I would. There are certain ones that I need would, to would eat. Fill you up. Yeah, uh, that that's another thing. That's why, like, 
at the end of the day and and some of those chefs that own those restaurants they have like a fast casual concept on the side that fuels that okay um but yeah no we we'd still be hungry there's times i'd go eat like a 12 course meal and then like my wife and i leave i'm like fuck let's go get some ramen <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't enough right we just so 800 bucks with all the fancy wine this that and the other and dessert and then uh let's go smash a 12 dollar bowl of ramen <laughs> wow 800 bucks for two people for a dinner yeah. is it I, all that in the wine so like a four hundred dollar yeah. bottle of wine. I mean, it's cool. You're paying for the ambiance and the service. I mean, impeccable service. I mean, I Jeez, I, I, I recommend anybody before they die to go eat a couple Michelin restaurants, whether they're in the United States or outside of the United States, because it is a cool experience and they do go through a lot of detail. I mean, it's, can I go in and just have an appetizer and drop like a hundred bucks for that or you something? Can, you <laughs> can, you can. I did that in school because I couldn't afford right. it. Right. Um, and well, and that's how I got that job there. We went to Corton for drinks and appetizers. I was like, oh, by the way, you guys taking anybody to work in the kitchen? They're like, oh, we're taking people all the time. I didn't get paid and I just worked there just to learn. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's legal? Uh, uh, not technically, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't care because I wanted to Well, learn. I know you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to learn, and uh, the military was paying for my school, so you know, oh, the GI Bill, the GI Bill. So yeah. I was like, I'll just I'll stick it out, whatever. If I told any of my employees that they're working for free, I'm sure they'd tell me to fuck off. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> oh, I didn't know the GI Bill would pay for culinary school. Yeah, but is, is it too old to go to culinary school for me? I'm 40. No, no, you're not too old because right. there there were older people at that school. I like to cook. Yeah, if you like to cook, like I, I that sounds amazing. Yeah, it it is amazing. Two years of just yeah, it was nonstop, and it was it was it was it was quite the experience. I'm really glad that I did it, and I'm thankful that the military allowed me to right. do it. Because uh, otherwise, I wouldn't. Oh have fuck, been, you're right. I don't have a GI Bill. I, I wouldn't have been. Able I, d- to I did basic it. training and then dropped out. <laughs> They're not going to pay for my schooling, and I but probably can't afford the, the CIA. The CIA is expensive. I think it's like eighty thousand a year. Jump change, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> but it was. Uh, I, I'm. I'm really glad I got to do it. And the. Uh, the wine class is super intense. Oh, you do that too. Do uh, why that, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you do that too. You do that towards the end. You learn how to taste. You learn how to taste. You, are you a sommelier? Uh, do you get? Do you, I got the certification. We got there, but I didn't go any further than that. Not interested. Um, not that I'm not interested. It's just like you really got to dedicate your life to that. And I got other things going on. What was that sommelier, uh, the sommelier that you were staying with? What was that dude like? What's a sommelier like? What kind of person does that? Uh, he, he was, uh, his name was Luis. Uh, he was, he was from Texas. Okay. Uh, he was, he was very, he was very, he knew his wines. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, I mean, sommeliers are like, uh, I mean, it's like the beer world to us, you know, like, yeah. like what hops is it like Nelson's hops, galaxy hops, like, but they're like, Oh, what vine with this? What, what year was, was the vine cut? Blah, right. blah, blah. What yeah. region? And yeah. Was... What, what region? Old world, new world. Like, uh, you can watch that, uh, some, uh, series on, on Netflix. It's pretty intense. And that, that gives you a good example of what they go through. But what are they like outside of, 
work in Somalia? Is that all that oh, guy that, does? Like, oh, is, you is know. he a partier? P- is he like, PBR and tacos. Let's go. Really? Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> how Luis was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are he, they partiers or are they kind of like oh. snobby, stuck up? Like, I don't know, but I uh, guess PBR and tacos. You're not stuck up and snobby. You're just no PBR tacos and cocaine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like well, most kitchens, I imagine. There, cocaine and yeah, that's what. Uh, no, they they weren't snobby or stuck up at all, but they they were at work. That's for damn sure. Okay, they, they played the part. Yeah, I couldn't play the part. If somebody That'd be hard to do. I couldn't. I couldn't be a sommelier. So I guess that's why I that's never why. did it. I, I'm like not. I'm, yeah, and I'm not a front of the house person. If somebody wants to argue about the food, I'll be like, "Oh, what culinary <laughs> school did you go to? Get the fuck out of nice. my face!" <laughs> okay, I've worked in. I I was a front of the house guy. I was a waiter. I've served tables for quite a few years. Yeah, I, but I was always I was always more interested in the back of the house, but I just thought I could make more money at the front of the house. Yeah, and 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 that's I started out as a um, uh, a server assistant. They call this essays at Ruth Chris Steakhouse on the Plaza when I was younger. That's, okay, that's cool. I, I, I worked there as a, a as a essay, and then um, then I worked at the Great Wolf Lodge as a as a server. Um, but again, like how you were saying, you're more interested in the back of the house. And so was I, mm-hmm. I always go back there, hear the pots and pans clinging around. I've always cooked for myself. I've always been an ambition, ambition for cooking. So, uh, I ended up working in the back of the house and then, uh, ever since then I've just been sticking with it. And, um, when I was in the Marines, like I'd always go to like late night izakaya restaurants in Japan. Uh, and what an izakaya restaurant is, is it's a Japanese restaurant. And they basically, it's like a, a gastro pub, but like Japanese style. So like oh, sushi, don't. fried rice, yeah, all the above. They even got like gourmet pizzas and et cetera. Oh, they got pizza in Japan. Like, yeah. 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 Is it good? It was really good. Um, and uh, we'd, we'd go there and drink sake to like four in the morning and and just be stuffing our faces and it was it was it was a great time um so i've i've just always loved food um i uh i grew up in a children's home in perigold arkansas and uh i would uh i'd cook for myself uh like if i was with certain people that i didn't like i had one one parent uh, group that cooked really good southern food and that's what i was talking about mm-hmm. earlier but then others would like serve trash so like i started watching like bobby flay and and gianna and all of them and i and people talk shit on like the food network people but i'm like you're just hating they're making so much money and they're cooking and you're hating on them i was gonna ask yeah <laughs> what, what do you think about like those cooking shows because i i grew up uh, uh i loved emerald yeah like I, I watched emerald when i was in high school yeah i i do too and uh i mean <clears throat> that they 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 put the groundwork in and, and they've inspired a lot of people and they are people, easy to hate on. Yeah, they are easy to hate. And it's because they're making all that money and they, you can say they sold out this or that or the other, but at the end of the day, they're still cooks. Everybody. Yeah. They've all, they're all hated on yeah. by like, there, there's not the only one that's not hated on by anybody was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Like everybody loved that dude. Yeah. But. Yeah, all the other ones. There's, you always hear people talking yeah. shit on that. Fuck, they're like, they're like, fuck Guy Fieri, and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. I'm like, I used to kind of be like that, but but he actually seemed, but he, yeah. 
Food Network wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him, and he's one of the main producers for for almost all their shows. Really, they wouldn't exist without him. I don't think so. I think hmm. he. I think he's a big impact with Food yeah. Network. He's fine. I used to not like him, but then I heard him on a couple podcasts. I was like, "All right, I get it. He seems like a good dude. He's a cool dude. I, you just hear those rumors that he's kind of he's like a, a dick. He's a character, and that, and that's another thing. Like when people are like, "Oh, I don't watch Food Network," I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, I get it. There's all these politics involved in it, but they're they're actors that can cook. That's oh, what that's what that's what the you got beautifully said. You got to be able to be in front of a camera, and you got to be able to." I'm not an actor, so I, I would be more. You don't like, think you could have a show? I I mean, if I did, it'd be more like a Vice show or something like yeah. that, like very raw. Like I really don't. I, I don't want you putting makeup on me. We got a YouTube I, video of you <laughs> making making your <laughs> yeah. thing. Is that pretty good? It, it's not bad. I don't have all the proper equipment for it. I just did it on my phone and a tripod. So like, what more do you need? Yeah, an iMovie. That's how I do all my YouTube. Uh, stuff so like i don't put a lot of money into it but if i did i could probably do it a little better um but i would be more like a a vice show like i'd want it to be like raw unedited uh watch it on the internet or something like that it doesn't need to be on main tv i don't need you brushing blushing me up oh yeah like see food network guys they gotta go through all that they get blushed up and all that stuff like the hollywood people so um I, I wouldn't want any of that. I would want it to be very raw. Who was your favorite? Uh, so, who's your favorite celebrity chef? My favorite celebrity chef. Paula Dean? No. I do like Paula Dean, but she's not my maybe favorite. Maybe not her, favorite. but maybe like, I, I guess I should say who's your favorite, but then like, who's got your favorite recipes? Or like, yeah. you know, like makes your favorite, f- who's got the best, who don't know. Who's, um, who's the best personality and who's like the best, like I want their food the most. Like whose food would you want to eat the most of the celebrities? Uh... Like Food Network celebrities, any, 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 uh, one that we would know, not some like, yeah, not <laughs> speakeasy. Only speakeasy people would know yeah. this guy. You know? <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I like, I'd say Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, he's I, dead. I, I, I would, but um, uh, I, I think all of them are good cooks. Bobby Flay, like people hate on him too, and. Oh, his restaurant got a bad review, but dude, that guy's killing it. And I grew He's an up, Iron Chef. Yeah, and he he was a stud. <clears throat> that dude was a stud. If you watch his Iron Chefs like early, early on, he was a badass. That dude could fucking cook. Yeah. I, so like, he can hate you on. Can't him all you, want. you can't fake that. You can't fake that Iron Chef stuff. And, and who cares if he just talks now and does game shows and stuff like that? He's made it. He's done it. He's put in the groundwork. Let yeah. him do it. So I won't I, hate on him. Yeah, and I I would say. I grew up watching a lot of his stuff. He inspired me to cook. Oh, wow. Uh, um, and I would try a lot of his recipes when I was younger. So I would I would say him. Nice. Have you ever met him? No. No? No. And then uh, I like some of like the flashier stuff later on, like Michael Vitaggio or the Vitaggio brothers. Um, he was a top chef winner and stuff like that. He just did like, crazy out there stuff like in your face don't care this is what it is you either like it or you don't in uh la he did some pretty cool stuff um he had a restaurant called ink that i really liked unfortunately they're not around anymore um so what happens to so many restaurants right it's like the hardest business to get into it is and what i've learned is like when you try to go fancy 
it just it makes everything tougher to to stay afloat. Yeah, that makes sense because you everything's got everything's more pricier, right? And, in, and you got more employees, less of a clientele, probably too. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm sticking with the fried chicken and the and the franchising and like I said, like I've developed a really good recipe and it's 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 here to stay. I've had you're my second chef I've had on actually. Mm, I don't know if the other guy would be called a chef, but he did. I think he won best chef in the pitch for whatever the hell that fucking means. Who was it? Uh, Pirate Bones Burger. Pirate Bones Burger. Oh, Zaid. I- Chef Zaid, uh, Zaid. Oh, I haven't, I haven't met him. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figured you might. No, I don't know him. Okay. I know a lot of chefs in Kansas City, but I haven't. I He's haven't in the Crossroads. Him. Have you? Are you familiar with his? Uh-uh. It's called Pirates Bone Burgers or Pirate Bones Burger. Gosh darn it! Uh-huh. I think it's Pirates Bone Burger, and it's vegan. Oh, okay. It's all all vegan. I'll have to check it out. He's got a pretty crazy story. Yeah. Too about like yeah, he was like damn near homeless while he was building his restaurant yeah pretty wild story that's cool um but there's a lot of hidden gems in kansas city too like chef tony um who does these barista uh barista tacos um i posted them on my instagram a couple times oh your instagram yeah we have to yeah you got an amazing instagram um his tacos are hands down the best in kansas city where do you get those uh you, you drive up to his house like he makes them you you put well, it, you just drive to his house and get yeah, these tacos. Yeah, at you, certain times, like yeah, when, yeah, obviously. You, yeah, you pre-order Monday for Tuesday, or you pre-order Wednesday for Thursday, and he sells out every time. And they are the best tacos in Kansas City, hands down. Like really? Yeah. If I could afford to hook this guy with, up with like a food truck, I would, because this stuff is freaking amazing. Where is he? Where is he? Uh, he's on the Kansas side. How do you get information? So he's right down the street what? from the Go Chicken Go on KCK. Yeah, so instead of going to go chicken go, just give this dude some money. Yeah, exactly. How do you find out about him? Like, how can people? Um, does he want people, or is this another speakeasy thing? No. Well, you have to kind of know. Like, <laughs> no, you can. Does he have uh, like a, a Instagram or something? Yeah, he's on Instagram, and Facebook. He's he's on my uh, Instagram. You can, you can find him on mine. Okay, and I, I posted his tacos. Just look up like Chef Tony. Uh, I'll I'll show it to you on the break. But his stuff is really really good. He does Cali street food, and I, being living in California, I miss the street food. So this is like the best thing. It's better than California street food, in my opinion. He's really doing a good job with it, and it's like, and, and even though it's coming from like a home, like he still like wears a chef coat, like really nice. Like he he takes it seriously. And That's I, so I, I, beautiful. Oh, I love it. I that love is it. so cool. Like. So if I was to have a cooking show, it would be going to people like him and highlighting what they do and going to some other people I know in the city that do that. There's a couple other ones. Chef Hef. Dude. He does the same thing. Dude, like, if you don't, if you don't, I will. <laughs> well, we could collab on it. Let's collab. I'm serious because it's like. That would be dope. It's just like doing underground rap. There's still underground. There's underground food scenes and I know all of them. And it's. it's an, there's probably more underground rappers. Yeah. In Kansas City. Yeah promise you there are no but i'm just (laughs) there's too many i'm just saying it's it's like that like i know a lot of underground food scene places and and not just in kansas city but outside kansas city um because there's there's people i mean that's the thing with you chefs and you kitchen people 
You guys all know about these cool secret little spots. You go nowhere to eat. You know where to drink. You know where to party. <laughs> That's why I wanted to be in the back of the house. Like front yeah. of the house kind of knows that stuff because usually some of the servers are sleeping yeah. with some of the sh- cooks or something. Yeah. Who has the best drugs? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, that's you guys. You know all those spots. That's, yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, you want to take a break real quick and then. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We'll come back. All right. Let's pause this bad boy, Charlie. All right. Here we go. We're live again. Welcome back. That's insane because when I was collecting cards as a kid, I'm 40. When I was second, third, fourth, fifth grade, all that, like I was balls deep into like yeah. all my money went oh, like yeah. I, as soon as I got a dollar bill, yeah. I hopped on my bike. I drove down or I rode down to the card store, which was yeah. really a pretty far bike ride. Now that I yeah. think about it, I can't believe my mom let me do that. It was the 80s. It was a different time. And I'd buy a pack of cars or a yeah. car or whatever I wanted. Yeah. But now those cars aren't worth anything. And you're but, saying right now these card collectors are just balling. Yeah, it's nuts. I, I couldn't believe it. And, like, again, <clears throat> like, you can't have all your eggs in one basket. So, I'm, yeah, I'm doing, you know, the franchising thing and Mother Clucker. But at the same time, like, we took a hit with, uh, with COVID. So you got to have a side hustle. So that that's that's the side, the side hustle, hustle I'm choosing baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. So the, and it's legit though. This it's is, it's legit. You can't go to jail for it. You know. And it's and it's big money. It's like drug dealer money. And it's 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 cool. And you're still hustling. Like when when you look at your phone and you see you just did an eBay sale, you're like, damn, that feels good. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I need so, money, man. Yeah. I mean, you see where I live. <laughs> there's, there's nothing don't let the studio fool you folks it's all tv no, I, magic it's the nicest lo- stuff i own i love this setup it's, it's sweet thanks man i appreciate beautiful it beautiful thing i love it thank you um but uh you gotta like what's so when the pandemic happened amazon skyrocketed uh takeout skyrocketed we weren't able to do takeout because we don't own the building um did you have to still pay rent uh so no they they uh they didn't charge us until just recently which is which is nice i wouldn't yeah i would have been pissed if they did yeah um charge you if they close it down yeah they uh they turn they they pretty much shut the whole place down so Mm -hmm. they were doing bare minimum and they they own the building too i'm assuming if they didn't own the building we probably would have had to still pay rent um but a lot of landlords were working with people. I know that um, the owner of Providence Pizza, which is my one of my favorite pizzas in Kansas City, is that the one in the it's in the parlor? It's one in parlor, but they that's the Detroit style pizza. Yeah, in New York, and uh, he has the original location in Grandview. He told me that oh, wow. his landlord told him, "Just worry about your family and and your and that's your cool. business. That's awesome. Don't even worry about paying me rent." And he continued um serving pizzas during the pandemic which was really cool it is your favorite pizza uh in kansas city it is and okay s- and second would be emos i i people hate on emos but i don't know if i've had emos where's that where's that out of so there's only one location in kansas city it's in olathe oh um okay. but it's uh or it's in overland park it's like overland park olathe border i'm not sure okay sure it's, <laughs> it's kansas. in kansas okay i don't um, know emos. but it's st louis style pizza and they use a provel cheese which is like provolone swiss and cheddar okay uh 
and it's very good. And I, I really love Provel cheese. I think they use it at Joe's for their Z-Man sandwich, and I think they used oh, it at... That's, that's so good. <laughs> I think they use it at... um. Uh, no, I think they use provolone at Joe's, but then at uh, Slaps they use Provel cheese for one of their sandwiches too. Um, I make macaroni and cheese with Provel cheese. I'm assuming it's very processed, but it's a very good cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna be real. That is, yeah, a, it's a delicious cheese. Okay, I don't care if I it's believe you. Processed. You're a Michelin chef. I believe anything you say about food. <laughs> Um, so before we went into break, we kind of talk about like these underground places around Kansas City, like yes. un- underground chefs or whatever. Yep. What are some that you could shout out, like for people to kind of look at, maybe follow, like check their Instagram out or something yeah, so, if they're wanting to find these so new, chef, new spots? Chef Tony Gordon, he's the real chef Tony. T H A, the yeah. real yeah. chef Tony. Yep. There's Chef <laughs> Chef Jawan. Um, he does a lot of cool stuff. Um, there's Chef Leroy. There's Chef Hef. What kind of places do we have? Like, what are these little like? What do you ex- like? What am I gonna expect? You just pull up and yeah, honk or, your horn, knock, yeah. knock on it, like or, text them. Hey, I'm yeah, pulling up. Yeah, and you can you can meet them places. Um, you can meet them places. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, meet, uh, I know Chef Hef delivers by by uh, like 31st and Linwood a lot. Um, there's also Chef Guru. Uh, what he, kind of food are we talking about with all these different chefs? Uh, they they do all different things. I mean, Tony does uh, all the uh, the tacos and California street food. Does it very well. I mean, hands down, the best tacos in Kansas City. And it's not even coming from a location. You know, it's just it's a beautiful thing. And every time uh, I eat his food, it's just it it just blows my mind. It's nice. just so good. It's so flavorful. He does it the right way. And he, you can tell he puts a lot of passion and love into it. Um, and Chef Jawan, um, he does a lot of like stuff for the Chiefs players. Um, so they order a lot of food like to go from him and stuff. He'll make them like bulk meats and lobster and stuff Ooh. like that. He'll come to your crib and cook for you and stuff. Oh dang! Yeah. So we'll. Um, oh wow! Woo! What's that like? Will you do that? You don't do that, do you? I mean, I can do it, but you I don't. Just, that's not a thing for that's you. That's not, what you were saying earlier. You don't have time for that. Yeah, it's not. But it's there not are some people. There are people. There are that people. Do that's it. what they do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not single, and I have two kids, and I'm, I'm married, and you know, I, my wife will. I'm already gone enough, so that's a good side hustle. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good side hustle, yeah, right? It is, it is a good side hustle. What's a, uh, what's a, what like, you what know, are you paying for? Like, what, what's a average? Like, you know, what do you get with one of these guys? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what they're charging and whatnot. Um, but they, uh, I know they do a really good job. Their Instagrams are, are, are popping. Their food's good. That's a cool idea. Yeah. And, uh, they, uh, you, you know, what's amazing about what they're doing. They're, they're doing what they love. Uh, yeah. That's what not, I love about it. And they're not, they're not giving a fuck about what anybody says. Like, uh, why do I need a restaurant when, right. when people can just come to me, you know, like. I'll come to your house now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a beautiful thing and what a cool idea. And it's and it's getting rid of a lot of the politics and I really like that. Uh what do you I, mean? Because there's just a lot of politics like with landlords, this, that, or the you know what I'm saying? No, so, I don't. Like what kind of po- like political po- like what what no, do you mean? No, no, like, no, like like 
like with like uh like health like the the um the health companies and stuff like that like you know you gotta have inspections of the building oh fire government escape, like, government type go- stuff government, i got you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're just saying, fuck all that. I like, love that. I, I have a passion for cooking. I'm going to cook. And if people want this food, they're going to come get it. Uh, it's just, it, it's a beautiful thing. That I is wish, beautiful. Cool. And I wish more people were, were, were doing that. And there's, like I said, there's, there's a lot in Kansas City that do that. And I know a lot of them. Um, Chef JJ is another one of them. Um, You're um, really blowing my mind today. Like, I've, I've, I've been in the restaurant industry. Like, I was a server for many years. Like, but I never thought outside the box. I was yeah. just a lazy guy. That's why I don't have a shitload of money now. I just don't think like that. Like, what great way to like, yeah, I, I could, yeah. Starting off your own, like, I'm going to come to you and cook at your house. You're going to pay me this. I'm going to make a badass meal. Like, how cool of a date would that be? Yeah. Like, well, what kind of baller move is that? If there's like a girl you like and, you know, you're like, I'm going to I'm gonna hire a chef to come to my house. Yeah. And he's gonna cook us like this badass dinner for just you and me. It, yeah, that's like a baller move. Yeah, and like a lot of these guys I mentioned, like I said, a lot of the Chiefs players use them because they don't. Right. They don't like to go out and stuff like that and be in be in public and all that because people bug them because they're they're jackasses. Like when I see them, let them be. You know? Right. Like they shouldn't. They should be able to walk around like anybody else. So a lot of them do order a lot of these private chefs and stuff like that. And I did the private chef thing when I was in California for a little bit. Oh, cool. What would you but do? I'd show up with a bag full of whatever. Go, go cook for rich people and do dinner parties for them and stuff like that. Like a guy that owned a winery. I did I did a bunch of stuff for him. Were you single or married at the time? I was dating. Okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I was dating. <laughs> Dating um, your wife, I, I was I dating. I was dating. <laughs> I was dating my wife. Oh, right, leave it at that. Yeah, uh, I bet it was a good time. Um, but I I worked so much, and like when I worked in L.A., I lived in Corona, which was like a um, it was like a two like an hour and a half drive to get to L.A. And so I'd leave at like eleven, and then <clears throat> would you not work in Corona? No, there's well, I was working at like a really nice place in L.A. Okay. Um, and, uh, I wanted to, cause I wanted it on my resume and I wanted to learn. And I was wor- working at a Southeast Asian spot called Luxon. I learned a lot there. The chef there taught me tremendous amounts of systematic things that I use today. Uh, he was very rough on me. I'd say if any chef was trying to be that rough with today's age canceled <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have any employees <laughs> <laughs> um but i like that and i have thick skin and i was in the marines anyway right grew up in children's homes so like it wasn't a big deal to me um and you know what they always say if they don't pick on you they, they don't like you so i i got picked on a lot and it's because he liked me that's my motto yeah a lot of people can't handle it these days <laughs> they can't i've lost yeah. a lot of uh, people who I thought were, you know, kind of I was friends. I was coaching. Picked on I'm 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 tough on my kid and like <coughs> so I coach uh flag football. That's fun. I did that once. Yeah. Oh, that's a blast. <laughs> that's a blast. And uh, uh one of these kids like uh forgot to play and I was like, "Why'd you forget the play?" and he started crying. I Aww. was like, 
I was like, <laughs> I, I felt like Tom Hanks when he's yelling <laughs> there's at no crying in football. There's no crying in football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what age? Uh, like nine and ten year olds. But like, yeah. I, when I, I played tackle football when I was ten, and I was getting hit over the head with a clipboard, so I don't, I don't know what. Yeah. But if I was to do that these days i'd probably be getting taken away in cuffs it's a softer world <laughs> it man a softer it's a world. softer world <laughs> there's a lot of softies and out there there's like uh so there's uh there's one kid uh he was there like the first practice that's another thing like if you miss something when you're younger like when i signed up for sports like even if it was my parents fault that, that i was late i'd be running laps oh yeah this that or the other um sorry about that very good and uh sound like we were in a submarine for a minute <laughs> <laughs> there was uh the some of these parents like they'd show up for the first practice with their kids and then like i wouldn't see them until like the last game of the season and they're like oh just so you know like my kid only played like five minutes and i was like just so you know he didn't know any of the plays <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i mean it's a it's a reality like i get it like you're supposed to be out there having fun but you also took a lot away from your kid by not having him at any of these practices and then uh i'd show up to practice and i'd have like four kids and i'm like we can't even go over plays right now yeah sport catch yeah it's it's just it's it's blowing my mind a lot's changed so i'm hoping all this stuff turns around soon yeah maybe covid will make us harder yeah i'm thinking i so. doubt it <laughs> i really doubt it i don't know wow well, shit this is a strange time we're living no, in. no it is it is but uh what, what we were talking about again with like the chefs that i was talking about and yeah the, let's go back to the underground chefs like what, you, what you're saying with with this guy with with uh at co-fishing yeah at co-fishing shout out to at jason atkins this this mm. has opened up an outlet to good things and bad things and th this is what i consider one of the good things and like those chefs that i'm talking about that's one of the good things and i i don't think people need necessarily storefronts anymore they don't like is that what COVID is showing is that like a big lesson i, I think, think a lot I think of us are starting is. to learn i think it is and i think that we can stick it back to the man by just doing our own thing on our own mm -hmm. without relying on commercialized systems so like if let's say somebody sells as you open a franchise you're saying this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm taking all that into consideration. No, I know. And I'm putting systems... Well, they're not going to disappear. And if you can capitalize and have a badass product, do it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it is teaching us that... But I did that too when I started out. And that's why I really admire these guys. Because <clears throat> before I told you I had the Kansas City barbecue spot in California. But that started out as me on the side, besides working in L.A., like somebody would order a brisket from me for the weekend and I would go and buy a brisket and make it for them, deliver it to their house and whatnot. And that accumulated into like tons and tons of orders where I finally quit my job in LA. And I was like, I think I got enough customers now that I can open up at least a pop-up. So we tried it and that led to bigger and better things. We were doing <clears throat> like 
country concerts and stuff like that in Huntington Beach. Um, that's where I met a really good buddy of mine. Uh, his name's Nick. He does uh, uh, this thing called Coastal Country Jam down in Huntington Beach. Um, he's from Kansas City, too. Nice. Um, and he just moved here recently, and he's planning on bringing similar stuff out here. Okay. I can't talk too much about it, but okay. it's in the works. Um, so that's exciting. Well, if he wants to news. come on when he gets stuff set up and yeah. going, yeah, definitely. set it up, man. Yeah, but that's some, some exciting stuff. Um, and he does like a lot of the hip hop concerts out and uh, out there. But uh, he found us on Instagram and invited us to do like a country concert, and the money was really really good. So on top of doing like the pop up, we we're doing like country concerts, and then started doing catering. Uh, we started doing big caterings. And it just it just went from there. So I started out selling out of my house. So I really appreciate so when cool. I see that. And I also started out doing underground dinners and people's lofts and stuff in like downtown Los Angeles. So when I, I when you asked like would I do that, I've already done it. Yeah. I've already done the private chef thing. Okay. I've already done the underground dinners. What these guys are doing now, I did when when I, I was got their you. Age. Okay, okay. So I really like love what they're doing and i love seeing it in kansas city because no one was doing it in kansas city when i was in kansas city mm -hmm. but now that it's being done i'm like this is awesome so i'm actually gonna meet with all these guys um here when everything settles down like we've already chatted and we're planning a big underground dinner project um where we're gonna uh collab and we're gonna do like tickets and you can come and eat like a course from each of us. Oh, wow. And it's going to be no rules. It's going to be like no snootiness. It's going to be like whatever food we want. It, it doesn't even have to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you have your meal in mind? I, I do. And I have ideas in mind. And when we talk over the details, I can shoot you some more info over about it. But, um, uh, a couple of them are traveling right now and when they all get back we're all going to collab and think think of something to do so we're hoping by maybe september maybe early october if everything permits we can we can get get stuff cracking nice and it'll be probably in westport that's beautiful that sounds yeah. exciting yeah damn so we'll probably maybe try to do some brunches and stuff as well so I love food. Yeah, I love I love food and drink. Um, like like I said, uh, since the pandemic, since Kansas City opened back up, I've been going out every single weekend because I think it is important to support these. And I've been hopping. I've I've supported just every all. The, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying there's so many badass places. Right. Uh, like I I just I and I'm almost embarrassed to say this. I've drank I've had drinks at this establishment for. 20 plus years but last weekend was the first weekend i had food at the quaff oh okay i i've never had food there but oh my gosh I've been, I've, when i was my younger Phenomenal. days stumbling out the front door of that place right right <laughs> me too yeah i i do have a buddy that works there though so i'll have to try the food oh so good they had like yeah. these yeah just these potato things that were amazing yeah uh, steak, like a steak sandwich, but it was made with like steak. Yeah, they sliced it and, it was, oh, nice. and I added mushrooms on it and au jus. Oh, and then other uh, fish and chips was phenomenal. <sighs> Sounds good. I love good fish and chips. I do too. The batter's got to be still crunchy when you dip it in the malt vinegar. You know who had badass fish and chips? Who? That place in Parlet's gone now. That Norwegian place. 
what were they called? They were right next to you guys. They were oh, right next to Carbone. Crookston? Yeah. They had no. fish and chips? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had fish and they chips. They had it. Uh, it was like a, every now and then, I think. Oh. Like, here's our special. They had a fish and chip special. And it was oh. so good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's cool. I don't remember the fish and chips, but I love a good fish and chips. Yeah, so Quaff's got good ones. Um, yeah, what are some good... good sp- okay, other than, like, the underground places. So, um... Uh, I had no idea we... I, I mean, I knew there was a good food scene here. It's better than people think, and, like, that's what, what you were talking about earlier. I think it would be cool if somebody really unlocked it and really... I think so. ...really showed it, and not necessarily, like, news media, but, like, something like this. It'd yeah. It would be really, really cool. Um, this incorporated with maybe some video out in the field or with them or something yeah this, 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 there I'm could s- definitely be that's what i'm saying there could definitely be something dope yeah. right there yeah for sure um especially with like you could just do a whole underground thing like underground like crafts and t-shirts to to music to i mean that's basically my podcast in. is all <laughs> underground kansas yeah. city people doing shit yeah, tie, tie <laughs> like in. i've got co- i've got comics yeah rappers yeah. uh I've, this okay the, right here uh spread love t-shirt he's yeah. he's a local dude yeah he's got a badass me- his message is just spread love and that's, that's awesome. all his his he's got masks headbands pants love i it. think you know everything and he's a local guy like the fishing yeah. guy like yeah yeah there's right. definitely something cooler there but my, my issue is that yeah i would just need someone to help market that show yeah <laughs> i don't know how to do that you yeah. know i just know how to podcast like i got ideas but um have you been to Kitty Cafe? They're they're pretty good. Um, they're my favorite no. pork tenderloin in Kansas mm. City. Um, Love pork tenderloins. So I don't remember where the location is off the top of my head. I think it's like thirty first or thirty second area. Okay. Um, towards downtown. Right. Um, and they have a good fried catfish sandwich as well. Ooh. Um, and it's it's cash only when you go there. Um, it's just it's like a, the speakeasies. Just like the speakeasies, it's it's a good spot. Um, I'm I uh my wife and I went to uh a nicer restaurant the other day for uh a special occasion. We haven't really been out since we just had a baby recently, and we really haven't been out. Congratulations! Since, uh, thank you. First? No, it's my second. Okay, it, it's her first. Okay. Yeah, and we haven't really had time to go out between right. moving to here and working. But that's exciting. Your first time out is yeah. a big deal. Yeah, that's like a big deal it, for a new yeah. parent. You yeah. know? Yeah. So we finally <laughs> went out, like got a babysitter and, and went out, and uh, we went to a fair. They're a, a German restaurant uh, in the crossroads, mm-hmm. and. I saw it when I worked at the Rieger, but I never went there. So it's been there a long time, and their food's really, really good. Um, I got uh, venison, bacon wrap venison when I was there. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, nice. it was really good. Um, I'm a big, uh, you being a beer guy, I, I'm a big Hellas fan. So okay. I, I love Hellas beers. I love, like, the... They're fun. I don't love them. They're all yeah, right. I, I just love, like, the raw, like wheat taste yeah i don't it. like wheat yeah they don't taste like anything to me <laughs> i'll take like a raspberry half uh, yeah just because i needed some flavor yeah. and they don't have enough alcohol either yeah. like four percent or something usually i think four this is like five five point eight percent that's cool oh, that's a good me. one yeah um i really like the hellas clear beers um so that they, they have those there uh you can get like the big big stein ones that are like this big which are cool 
Um, I like uh, Antler Room's a good spot. Nick, uh, who was my sous chef when I worked at the Rieger, he owns the Antler Room. Uh, he actually went out to one of the top restaurants uh, in the world and did like a, a, a eight month stage there where he like worked for free or whatnot um, at Noma in Copenhagen. And he learned a lot there and brought that back. And he's he's doing amazing things at the Antler Room. I've heard of that place. Yeah, it's it's really good. And then they're why uh, is it called the Antler Room? I, Does he have antlers everywhere inside? They're 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 not everywhere. He's got With one, some. Yeah, he's got one set of antlers in there. Well, I, right. I I think I asked him why. I forgot why he said it. Uh, I think it had something to do with the building. Okay. And then um, the Rieger has really good food. Um, extra virgin. Um, oh yeah, I'm going. I might be going. Yeah, I've been there recently. They're they have ha- a good happy hour. That's what I was going to say. Their yeah. happy hours are good. Their duck tongue tacos are absolutely out of this world. And their uh, their sea urchin uh, pasta, huh. uh, squid ink pasta is really good. Okay. Um, I go there and for happy hour and I get the, the squid ink uh, sea urchin pasta and the uh, uh, duck tongue tacos. Okay, every nice. Time. Nice. And it fills me up and it's it's not crazy expensive. You know, have a good class, a glass of uh, Boulevard Pale Ale, and that, and it's it's good to go. Um, uh, where else do I go? Providence Pizza, Emo's Pizza, um, uh, Bowling's is good. I like Bowling's. The River Market. Uh, well, Plaza. Any other locations, yeah. Okay. Really good. Um, uh, for for barbecue, I like uh, LC's a lot. Uh, Joe's KC. Uh, I just don't like going to Joe's and waiting in that line. You, with, there's certain times you can with, go where it's dead. Yeah. So I try to go when it's dead, but you never know. Well, with COVID now, it's a little easier, but they're out of town. Crowd is just crazy. Yeah. Don't go on the weekends. <laughs> no. Don't go at five o'clock, six o'clock, no. whatever. Um, the the po boys that uh, Mudbug was doing at Parlor was really good too. I I really enjoyed that. Um. He has a restaurant too. I think it's it's a North KC. I had the red beans and rice. It was, did you like it? It was pretty good. Eh, it was it was all right. Yeah. I I so yeah. I was a military brat. You're probably wondering how does this guy lived all these places. <laughs> I lived in Louisiana for a while. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you get spoiled down there. Yeah. You know you get oh, the yeah. real oh, yeah. you get the you real got, authentic red beans yeah, and you rice. Yeah. Got the thing. authentic. Yeah. Authentic, so, so I try up here and it just doesn't yeah. compare. I get it. I you get know, it. and it, it's yeah. good, but it wasn't like there wasn't enough. Like, that's that's like other people trying to do our barbecue yeah, outside of here, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, it's not Kansas yeah. City barbecue. And that was all I had because yeah. again, that's that parlor. They got all those restaurants. Yeah. And you just, I, I I'm, I, I'm not good at making decisions. <laughs> Like, so I have to walk around a couple of times to figure yeah. out what I'm feeling. What do I want tonight? Yeah. And, and yeah. And so and sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll get something here and here and here. And so I just had the red beans and rice there. I didn't try anything else. Oh, okay. But the po' boy sounds good. I love a good po' boy. Yeah, a good po' boy is good. Um, what else do I like? Uh, Carvino's is good. Um, Italian. We like, what's a good Italian? Italian. Um, um I don't really, uh, I, I mean, I guess Lydia's, I like their trio pasta. You pay $30 and it's all you can eat pasta and they always have three pastas you can choose from. 
uh, you can get a mix and match. Uh, that's that's actually a really good deal. If you go in there super hungry and don't eat all day, <laughs> pay thirty bucks and you can get all that homemade pasta. I think my wife's trying to figure out. Do I need to get? Do you need to get out of here? My, you've been here for no, a minute. No, 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 no. She just wants to make sure that like I'm not like she's. But like, you're alive. Yeah, she's like worried somebody slipped my throat. <laughs> <laughs> she, do you want to take? Do you want to take a picture real quick of you with like a shotgun to your head or something? Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just freak her the fuck out. <laughs> uh, we could do that. <laughs> Tie you up, put like some rope around. I don't think I have any rope, to be honest <laughs> with you. Let me, uh, let me send her a picture of like what we're doing here. Uh, She's, <laughs> if I, I wish I had like a shovel. She's, I just, <laughs> yeah. She's. <laughs> Or did you send a picture or a well, video? No, this, this is like a real podcast. Like I've done like a couple podcasts where I'm still like uh, just talking on the phone. And it's like a five minute thing. Okay. But I love this. This is like, um, shoot, what's the guy's name that I listened to his podcast? He, he's a bodybuilder. Um, oh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, anyway, his podcast is great. I got it on my phone. I'll, I'll show it to you at break, but like, I love his podcast. He has bourbon on there. He has his own like clothing company he started. And I love the way that he talks about, everything like he uh he opened up a gym and how we were talking about with the parents and sports and stuff and he's like i opened up a gym like my daughter takes gymnastics real seriously so my wife and i opened up this gymnastics gym and we got a great program and i got like this really good coach here oh, cool and he's like every every season when the parents come in i give them the same speech and he's like i'm not here for whoever's daughter and and what drama and whoever is doing what and who's doing who we're here to focus on one thing and that's fucking gymnastics gymnastics baby we're and, flipping and if you don't like what i'm saying or you don't like the fucking program and if you don't take it seriously and if you don't bring your kids here on time you can get Come the on. fuck out <laughs> <laughs> and he probably drums up a lot of business that way. Yeah. And I mean, she probably scares a lot of yeah. scared Johnson County soccer mom yeah. type people. But. <laughs> and he, uh, I fire shots at Johnson he County has, all the time. He has this saying, like, he's like, you know how girls are always like, oh, it's a good hair day. Oh, it's a good tit day. He's Ooh. like, he's oh, like, ladies. he's like, why can't we have a good dick day? Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. We just don't talk about it. Right. I love when I love when I have a good dick day. That is a thing, isn't it? I've never thought about it. Now, but there are days you're like, yeah, what's up? Let me get that camera. Yeah. <laughs> he's like. He's like, I woke up today, and he's like, it's a good dick day. Yeah. So it's the day's gonna go really well Hell today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making breakfast naked yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> that's his motto: <laughs> look good naked. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! Should be everybody's motto. Yeah, uh, I think it should be everybody's motto. Yeah, coffee and cardio is a big thing with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't drink a lot of coffee and do. I cardio. love coffee and cardio. I love coffee. What's your favorite coffee in Kansas City? Probably Messenger. Messenger's good. Um, I'm really good friends with Bo, but before I met him, I was a huge fan of Thalmaeus. Yeah, I haven't uh, had theirs yet. I know they're uh, Thalmaeus. Everybody talks talks about good about. Them. You know what? I I I 
actually, I I will say there is a place that is my favorite, but I will not mention them. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. There is a place that I think has the best coffee in Kansas City, and I will not mention them. Because? <clears throat> because he... He owes me money. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, like he stole money from, like he stole from me. Oh, okay. Like literally stole money from me. Oh. So. Okay. I'm not gonna shout his business out. I'd love to. It's fucking phenomenal coffee, <laughs> and it sucks that he did that to me because now I, I can't even go in and enjoy it. Now I can't go in there and be like, hey, yeah. I know you stole this amount of money from me, but here's more money. I'm gonna pay you for coffee. Yeah. I guess I could be like, hey, give me free coffee until your debt. Oh, I never thought about yeah. that. <laughs> I should be like, hey, you should, um, you owe, uh, just give me coffee until we're squared up. That's fair. That's fair. This was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but he still knows he owes me. He knows he didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Huh. I might do that. Yeah. I wish. Anyways, I don't even know if, yeah. If it's the best coffee in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Why well, not? because Messenger's good too. Yeah, Messenger's good. I like their uh, blip. Yeah, and I like blip's good. I like uh, Messenger's uh, uh, pastry program, where you can see them making all the pastries and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. And their coffee. And their coffee's good. Yeah, uh, like I have two kids. One just turned seven, and one's about to be four. And the four-year-old doesn't go to school yet, but obviously the other one does. Yeah. And so before pre-COVID. Uh, I would take when I have her on my Fridays when I don't work, um, I would take my daughter down to Messenger every Friday and we'd, you know, we'd go up there and just have our little date. And yeah. A lot of times it'd be making the coffee and it's yeah. fun watching like kids get a kick out of it. It's, yeah. Everyone gets to get a kick. That's another place to take out of town folks. Yeah. Is Messenger on it when yeah. it's good, good spot. Yeah. I think so too. Um, have you been to the Monarch bar? No. Uh, it's it's down on on the outside of the plaza. It's 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 a really good spot too. I don't make it down to the plaza too often. Oh okay, um, it's it's a good little spot like to take a date or something like that. Okay, um, uh, I really like that. Their cocktails are good. Brock Schulte, um, he again he worked at the the Rieger and Manifesto and stuff like that. He he's uh, part owner there and he does a really good job with the bar program down there. So we got some good food spots that you recommend. Uh, how about some good drinking spots? Good drinking spots. It, or you're um, mainly a bourbon guy, but you still know cocktails. Yeah, yeah. Other than like the speakeasies. Yeah. Like um, what? Like normal? Pl- like people? Like like you know people who aren't cool? Where where <laughs> should they go? Where are good spots for the uncool, the unhip? Uh, parlor serves really good drinks. Yeah, they, I, they I love their old fashioned. Yeah, they got a good good program. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Uh, Depends on your, they have a couple bartenders I've had issues with. Not issues, but yeah, they're not like the best bartender. Yeah, the ones that are just there for their nine to five or whatever. I think so. Yeah, yeah but that's that's an I've had that's employees anywhere. like that sure. too. I've had people where they've told me like, uh, the person last week was better than this person, and I take all that into consideration and fix it. Um, there's that's yeah, that's I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like uh, that's the inconsistency. That's the human element. It is, if you will. Like there's this badass bartender at this again a speakeasy. This one is dope in uh, Los Angeles, down in Hollywood, called No Vacancy, and it's in an old hotel looking place. And you go in, 
and you go up these stairs and you go in a bedroom and there's a girl laying on a bed and she's laying on the bed and she says there's one rule she's like you don't go out the same way you came and then the bed splits in half and then you go down these stairs and then you're in what looks like the outside but you're in the inside and then when you go outside what? it looks like you're inside what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's probably nowhere you can find pictures of this is it can you uh yeah you can look online oh really the houston brothers are, are the owners of it and they're two twins and they're architects that is amazing and they do like these crazy ball and speakeasies um uh <clears throat> And uh, th- this one, uh, No Vacancy, is just, it's a brothel theme. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then they do like burlesque and tightrope walking. Oh, cool. All that cool stuff. Man. But what I was going to say was, there was a bartender there that was smoking it one day. And I took a bunch of friends there. And I like specifically requested them. And like he was stumbling all over the place and like trying to smell like to figure out what alcohol it was. <laughs> and those drinks just tasted like at shit. that place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so disappointing. And I was like, my, <coughs> and my buddy was like, I thought you said this guy was good. I was like, last week he was killing it. He must have had a rough night. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like going through some shit. He walked in on his wife or like yeah. his best friend. Yeah. Something happened because yeah. he is totally not uh. on point today. Um, but another good drink, like you said, Harry's is good. And then I like uh, Harry's uh, in Westport. The one across from... Uh, uh, Harry's in Westport. I know I've been there. Uh, across it, from uh, Kelly's? No. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, man, I love that place. Okay. Um, same bartenders have been there for like... 20 plus years and it's the same every time you go they're not into you know anything fancy and yeah. then you can always go to buzzard beach and get you know some tall pbrs and buzzard beach <laughs> that you know i hope that place never goes anywhere yeah. that has been around since yeah. i had a fake id and i was going Ex- out exactly so, i mean it's a dive bar of dive bars yeah, it's and it's a, right in the heart of westport it yeah. is westport like yeah i mean it's outlasted everything yeah i agree well uh what was the place have happy well, happy happy day have have a nice day cafe what was the yeah funk you know that club yeah. right next to it yeah, i, I mean it's been it. a million things yeah and then across america's pub like yeah. who would have thought we would have lost america's pub yeah just crazy. Yeah. Is there anything older? Uh, well, Kelly's. Kelly's. Kelly, Kelly's and Harry's Kelly, have been there forever. Kelly's, Harry's, and uh, Buzzard Beach. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I like those places, but I don't, I don't really go out like that anymore. But if right. I were to go out. You like, got a wife and kids. Yeah, if I were to go out, those would be the bars that I go to. But I'd say my favorite bar to go get a drink, listen to music, is the Green Lady Lounge. Hands down. Yeah. Hands yeah. Down. yeah. Yeah, could, yeah, yeah. I could be there all night long and have a great time would not go anywhere not even want to go anywhere just hang out and drink the and there's an upstairs yeah i've never been to the upstairs i only go to the down like the the front one that you walk into yeah oh there's a downstairs too yeah i've yeah. never i've only been in the first level oh, and i've okay. been there a bunch of times oh. like i've gone there i've i wish i had i wish i had food there like i get their little meat meat and cheese tray or whatever yeah but and, the, and hummus and they have hummus there and the the music there's always banging it's always a good time it is um the foundation is cool uh, the the late night place you can go to and drink till like what five or six in the morning or oh whatever, okay listen to jazz music 
Um, that place is cool. Um, basically, we we should be hired by the Kansas City <laughs> Board of whatever they call it, <laughs> travel or whatever. What do they call that? I'm a brain fart. I don't know. I don't know, but we, I we love Kansas City here. Oh, like yeah. it, the more you talk about it, and, and the more I'm learning here just with you, just how much cooler Kansas City is than I already thought. Like yeah. I've been here. I, Kansas City's home. I've been here for. I mean, it's home. I call it. I'm, you know, I was popped around, born and raised in Michigan, moved around a bunch of places, but Casey's home. Yeah. And I, I love it here. <sighs> Kansas City, I love you. Yeah. I guess we can end it on that note. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I guess. Yeah. I could keep talking to you. This was fun, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I get you back in here some sometime? And yeah, definitely. I'm down anytime. Let's collab so. with our cooking underground chef show. Yeah, let's do it. Derek, I'm going to give you this time here to pimp whatever you want to pimp. This was amazing. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you Coming for on a podcast me. that you don't know me from Adam. And yeah. You're like, yeah, I'll come on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. So I, I just like shooting the shit, talking food, talking bourbon, talking life in general, you know. So I appreciate it. Um, and to, to everyone that's listening, so like he said, I'm, I'm the owner of uh, Mother Clucker, Kansas City, which is the first Nashville hot chicken restaurant in kansas city that my wife and i opened and we are now a national franchise and we are selling Damn. uh we are talking and taking uh investors right now because we do want to scale it like chick-fil-a and raising canes but better and bigger so um it's gonna be fun and exciting along the way so it's already been fun and exciting it for you, it seems. Exciting. You've got yeah. an incredible life. Like, you have so much more so. stories, I imagine. Just Yeah. <laughs> and one day I'm going to look back and be like, I had the Colonel Sanders of 2040 or 2030. <laughs> Give you 10 years. Of 2030, the Colonel Sanders on my podcast. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it, man. And uh, everybody do keep doing what they're doing. Uh, if you're passionate about something, don't let go of it. Um, and hold on, hold on to that dear, dear life because that, that is what makes you who you are. Amen, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow uh, Duffelbag. Duffelbag Chef. Duffelbag Chef is his Instagram. And, uh, of course, me, Neander Talk Pod. We're out. Bye. Bye.